Only three days to go! Hello, my Supernova Scotians! This is your Happening Halifax host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his even newer Brunswick, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is about our passionate civil servants and their thankless jobs. I know I called the fire department to fish my dog's supper out of the toilet. You think I was going to do it? I'm not the one who got his bone wet. Bone Wet! By Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Celia was lonely because she was a big-boned woman. That's not a euphemism for fat. Only her bones were big. The rest of her was normal, so her oversized skeleton was sticking out of her all over the place. You can see where that might be off-putting. Shunned by humanity, Celia worked as the night watchwoman at the Stone Museum. The Stone Museum was the pride and joy of diverse city, and as such, all kinds of money had been poured into it. Rubies, pesos, two-for-one coupons, to name a few. They had so much money, in fact, they didn't keep a fire extinguisher behind glass in case of emergency. They kept an entire firefighter behind glass. His name was Ted. Ted had spent 17 years behind that glass and fully expected to die there because the Stone Museum did exactly what it said on the stone. Not only was the entire building made out of stone, including the rather useless panes of stone in the windows, but all of its exhibits were made of stone too. Unless a volcano suddenly erupted nearby, nothing was ever going to catch fire here. Although Ted was a bit horrified by Celia at first, he grew to overlook her differences. Her uniform covered up most of her body, and her hat hid some of the sections of exposed skull. Celia and Ted spent many nights talking through the glass. For her part, Celia fell in love with Ted. She was well aware that the only man who would ever talk to her had to be trapped behind glass. On the other hand, she did have at her disposal a man trapped behind glass. One night, she'd stood all she could stand. She smashed the glass between them. Celia! Ted cried. There's no fire! Wrong, Ted. There's a fire in my heart. Yeah, that's not a real fire, Celia, but since the glass is broken anyway, I really gotta use the can. And he pushed past her. To Ted's credit, he'd done an excellent job putting out the fire in Celia's heart. She would have cried, but she was literally thick-skinned. In some places. The only thing that kept the other places from crying was the knowledge that in the Stone Museum's bathroom stalls, there was nothing but sandpaper. As luck would have it, the volcano over on 2nd Street chose that moment to erupt. Celia knew that rumble anywhere. She looked to Ted's cubbyhole. There was no hose in there or even a fire extinguisher. What did they expect Ted to do, throw himself on the fire? And why in the hell had they built a volcano right in the middle of town? Celia ran to the men's room, grabbed Ted by his goodies, and raced him outside. Go, Ted, go, Celia shouted. I've held it in so long, I... I can't get started, Ted said, but the quick-thinking Celia made pee-pee noises with her mouth as she aimed his fire hose at the spewing volcano. Suddenly, Ted let loose with 17 years of pent-up fireman pee. The volcano never stood a chance. Three hours later, Ted sighed with relief. The gathering townspeople applauded, though not all of them were applauding the quieting of the volcano. Ted was on display in a way he never had been at the museum, especially after having a lady's skeletal hand on his wiener for the first three hours ever. Hey, look, Mrs. Davis said to Mrs. Hartwell. Ted's boner, Mrs. Hartwell said. Eh, Celia's bonier. Thanks to those remarks and missing out on the sandpaper thing, Celia's other parts finally started to cry. To hell with them, Ted said, wrapping his arms around Celia's pelvic bones. Marry me, Celia. Really? She asked, not wanting to believe him. You saved the museum and probably a couple of other things, and you, you know, you... 
touch my ding ding. The fire in Celia's heart was rekindled. It grew so hot, in fact, it inflated Ted's exhausted bladder, which was now the size of a hot air balloon. Celia and Ted rose into the air together, heading off into the sunrise, and they waved at all their well-wishers below. Except for that bitch, Mrs. Hartwell. The mayor waved proudly at the couple that had saved his city and said to the sheriff, The guy could at least put his dick back in. <laughs> If this story lit your fire, you can burn it and other personal articles of clothing at the website or of the skin tighter, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Harp grouchily in the comments for this post, or Captain Jeffrey mail me, and we'll keep spalding till we're gray at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or risk your life for science at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Hooray, hooray, hooray! At all of those restaurants that are snobby enough to use tablecloths, the SF and SF signal stands for severe footsie, an under-the-table game played only by the most hard-bitten of flirters among the staffers at SFSignal.com. It might start off playfully, but by the end of dinner, the lovers that escape with only a sprained ankle are the lucky ones. Broken legs and missing toes are not uncommon. Donate to this show during this brief Twinkie-less interlude so I can market my knockoff Twonkies, which look exactly like their almost namesakes, except they're made of cornbread and filled with shaving cream. But I can make them right from the house, which is an advantage, and if you're on the road and in a hurry, you can rub mine all over your stubbly bits and shave away. When you're done, soak the whole mess up with the cornbread and bon appetit. Twitter your tobacco spitters about how the West was lost. That's right, there are now only three directions left. No, not left, but remaining is what I mean. But I can lead them east for a long, long time, which is just the same if they follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. This podcast runs screaming from its paradox-inducing, psychotic, time-traveling grandchildren with the aid of only the time-space continuum, causality, and a jet-powered Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 unported license. Until I finally slough off this skin, this will be Matthew Malting Sanborn Smith telling you to shake it to the east, shake it to the... The, the east again. Good night. <laughs>